What up, y'all? This is the first episode of the Ball Out Podcast. In this podcast, all we talk about is sports. We talk about hoops. We talk about some football. We might talk some boxing. We might talk some rap music. But damn sure, we talk about hoops. So if you want to listen to hoops, this is the fucking podcast. This is the podcast where we talk sports and we talk that shit. I'm your host, Tyler Leroy, and in today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the second round of the NBA playoffs. We're going to do a quick recap of what happened in the first round of the playoffs, and we're also going to be talking about some big free agency moves that should happen this offseason. So if you want to sit back and relax, let's fucking get into this podcast. First thing we're going to be talking about today on the Ball Out Podcast is the second round playoff series with the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, the series is tied 2-2 going into Atlanta. Now, before this game even started, game one, I picked Atlanta in six. My buddy Xavion, who will be a regular on this podcast, now, <clears throat> I sent him a text message. I said, Hawks in six. He said, you're tripping. He said, fuck no. I said, want to bet? This man want no smoke, especially when they won game one. This is before game one even was going down. I was like, Atlanta's winning this. Atlanta is going to win this series. It's going to be Atlanta and Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't give a damn what Joel Embiid does. I don't give a damn what Tobias Harris does. I don't give a damn about any of that shit. Joel Embiid is a great basketball player. There is no question. Tobias Harris is by far the second best player on Philadelphia. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Because Ben Simmons over here, if you're a Ben Simmons fan, you're going to fucking hate me. Because Ben Simmons is garbage. Yeah, that's right. I said it. He's garbage, bro. He's not better than Trey Young. You're tripping. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I don't care if he fucking averages a couple more rebounds. Fuck off. Trey Young averages more points. He averages more assists. I'm going to read you off the numbers right fucking now. Unquote all-star in the playoffs here. He's averaging 13 points a game. He's averaging 32.5% from the free throw line. He's averaging eight rebounds, nine assists, three turnovers, and a little bit over a steal and a half a game. He's averaging 13 points, bro. He only attempts eight and a half shots a game. That's fucking trash, bro. That's fucking garbage. That's terrible. That's fucking terrible. On a Trey Young stats these playoffs, 29 points. He's shooting fucking uh, 93% from free throw. He's averaging 10 assists and three rebounds. I don't, and he's averaging a steal again. I don't give a fuck about rebounds if I am a point guard. You know, plus, dude, he's six foot one. He's listed at six one. I don't even think he's six one. This guy's short as fuck. People need to understand that Trey Young is the real fucking deal. Atlanta is not a team to fuck with. Now, all you casuals that pick Philly because, you know, you're casuals and you just pick the better seed, you guys are fucking stupid. I've been trying to tell people, Philly's not that good. Philly should win this series. Remind you, yes, they are the better team on paper, in a way. They have a better coach. They have a better supporting stars. They, they are a well-rounded, better basketball team. But here's the problem. I don't trust Ben Simmons. You cannot go three for 10. They cannot hack a drum in you or hack a shack you in the playoffs, and you're a starting point guard in the NBA. That cannot happen. And I'm telling you right now, MB's not going to drop 40 a night. He's not. And Atlanta played awful yesterday. They played awful. And they still only lost. I mean, at the end of the game, they got shit on. Not saying, but Gallinari had a good game. Hunter had a good game. Trey Young had an iffy game. His field goal percentage was terrible, but I mean, he still had 21 and 11. Ben Simmons, you did great. You had four points, three rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and a block. So pretty much, you're like Draymond Green out there. That's nice. Oh, you're a starting point guard. You played 35 minutes and you took three shots. That's what I'm trying to tell people. You cannot, dude. Danny Green should not be taking more attempts at the basket than you. He should not have more shot attempts than you. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if he's on a hot streak. If you're Ben Simmons, you're the first overall pick and a quote-unquote all-star, you should be taking way more shots than Danny Green. You took three shots in 35 minutes. That's terrible. That just shows you lack of confidence. 
you lack confidence. You don't care about scoring. I don't I've never seen a point guard who can't score. I've never even seen an NBA player who's his size, his build that doesn't even attempt to shoot the ball. He doesn't even attempt jump shots. This guy doesn't attempt anything. You will never win a championship with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on the court. You'll never will win a title. And this year is going to be the same way. Even if you beat Atlanta, you're not beating Brooklyn. The only mismatch that's on Brooklyn against Philly would be Embiid. And it equals out because they have nobody that can guard Harden and Kyrie or even Durant. There's no one that can guard KD. Tobias Harris don't want that smoke with KD. And I mean, what you're going to put Ben Simmons on Harden and Kyrie? I mean, you're going to have to pick one. So they already have a mismatch. I mean, Philadelphia, I don't care that they're first seed. I don't care about any of that. Over here, we don't care about all-around wins all the time because it's been proven in NBA history that a lot of teams overachieve. Look at the Miami Heat. They went from being in the NBA Finals in the bubble Mickey Mouse League, same with the Lakers, to being bounced first round. I mean, and not even that. This year, they were... I'll give you an excuse, I guess, for having AD and LeBron out. Okay, I'll give you that in the West. But, I mean, there was no reason that Atlanta, I mean, uh, Miami should have been uh, lower seed than the Hawks and the Knicks. There is no excuse. Like, when you look at Philadelphia, granted they only have one more win than Brooklyn, but, I mean, they're not the best team in the East. I don't even think they're better than Milwaukee. And we're going to, don't worry, we're going to fucking get into Milwaukee on all the smoke. That's, don't worry. We're going to get into Milwaukee getting that ass whooped by Brooklyn. Don't worry. We're going to get into that. But we're still going to talk about this Philly situation for a minute. Now, call me a fucking casual. Call me whatever the fuck you want. I'm telling y'all right now, Atlanta is taking this series. I'm dead ass. They're taking this shit. Trey Young is that guy. And he's going to fucking find a way to lead this team to fucking beat Philly. Is with the Hawks that people don't understand. The Hawks have so many shooters. They have an unlimited amount of shooters. You have Trey Young, Gallinari, Bogdanovic. You have fucking uh, Herder. You have Lou Will. You have John Collins, who's a nice stretch big. I mean, there you have so many shooters. And not even just shooters, you just have decent scores. Like DeAndre Hunter is a slept-on player. I mean, this team is just full of shooters. I mean, Solomon Hill can hit a three here and there. I mean, there's not one guy on this team. And Bogdanovich, I believe that's how you say his name. There's Bogdanovich and Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Um, he's a great shooter. I mean, he played like shit last night, but I mean, they can't play worse than what they played last night. That's the problem. And they're not going to play like that again, especially back in Atlanta. I'm telling you right now, if they win both games in Atlanta, this shit is by far over. It's over. Then stealing a game in Philly is fucking huge because I don't think Philly is going to win in Atlanta. I truly don't. Because Embiid had a great game, game one, and they still lost. They were down at a point almost 30 points. Granted, they almost lost the lead, but I mean, the fact that they almost collapsed and they still pulled it out and won and still stole one just shows that even though this team is young, this team is not a team that you want to play seven games with. This is a really slept-on basketball team. I think the Hawks are probably the most slept-on team in the NBA right now. And for sure, most slept-on team left in the playoffs. No question. The, the Knicks were favored to win that series. But by far, Trey Young was the best player on that series. By far. I've, man, they were on Bleacher Report. They had this post saying, who would you rather start your franchise with? It was Julius Randle or Trey Young. I think Julius Randle had like 60% of like the votes. And it's just like, it's insane to me how much people buy into hype. Like, I like 
Julius Randle. I like the Knicks. So depending on the Hawks and the Knicks, as a fan of basketball, I didn't really care who won because I knew that was going to be one of the best series in the playoffs. And so far, I think it was the best series. Besides maybe that Suns and Lakers because Phoenix gang all day. Phoenix coming out the West. But we're going to get into that also too. You guys are going to learn real quick what are my favorite teams in the league. I'm not one of these fans that have one team that they root for all year and like they just don't like it. Nah, fuck that. I like I love basketball. I love a bunch of teams, but I also hate a bunch of teams. And Philadelphia is one of these teams. I don't fuck with Philly. I never fuck with Philly. Even when they were the process losing on purpose. I, I think that shit's weak as hell. I think um I really do think Atlanta's going to pull this off. I think Atlanta has enough scoring. I think Atlanta has enough defense to keep Embiid busy. I think they have enough defense to bother Ben Simmons, to bother Seth Curry, to bother Tobias. I think they have enough to pull up an upset here, and I think Atlanta's going to do it. I think they're going to shock the world and go to the conference finals, and I think they're going to overachieve. And I like the Hawks, and I love Trey Young. Trey Young's one of my favorite players in the league. Maybe I'm a little biased right now, but I still think that Trey Young and the rest of his supporting cast is going to pull this off. I think mainly, though, is because of their shooting ability that this team has. This team is by far one of the best scoring teams left in the playoffs. By far. Next topic over here on the Ball Out Podcast is, is Milwaukee going to get swept? Me, personally, I don't know. But I'll tell you right now, if they lose game three, it's over. I think already mentally they're going to lose anyway. I had Brooklyn winning this in six. I don't even think it's going six. They'd be lucky if it goes five. If I had to put my money on it, I don't think they'll get swept. I think they'll be gentlemen sweeps. Um, but, I mean, you know, I said this before. Not on here because I didn't have the platform I have now. But I told all my friends, I told everybody I know, before they even got hardened, I'm like, they're going to win a championship. They're going to win a championship. I don't get this idea that, like, you go on Fox and you go on ESPN, and I'm not calling shots because I love all those guys. But, like, my thing is, like, why are people surprised that a team led by Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are, like, blowing people out? I mean, KD and LeBron are pretty much equal, and Kyrie back then is just as good as he is now. So, I mean, it's like having the Cavs back with LeBron and Kyrie. And then Kevin Love, I mean, the way Blake Griffin's been playing in the playoffs, he's kind of playing a lower version of a Kevin Love role. It's kind of like the Cavs in a way with their supporting cast, like with their shooters like J.R., Schrumpert, you know, and those other little players that they had on the team to come out there and hit threes and whatever. Why are people surprised that in the East that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving by themselves are running shit? Why is that a surprise? They don't need Harden. They don't even fucking need him to win a championship. There is they're the best team right now without Harden to be to win a title. Right now, including the Jazz and Phoenix and the Clippers, including all those teams and Philly. Now, do I think they were going to win like this and just blow them out? They were down 51 points at one point. Giannis, you should be fucking embarrassed. You should be fucking just ashamed of yourself. And you know what? This is why. Because you fucking get paid max fucking dollar. You know what? Fuck that. We're going to get into the all the smoke right now. Okay, y'all. On the Ball Out Podcast over here, this is called All the Smoke. Pretty much what this means is I hop in my fucking bag and I speak my facts and I speak my fucking rights. Because you know what I'm saying? All I am is right. I'm never wrong. What does Swaggy P say? I ain't never missed a shot in my life, boy. Or what did MJ say? I ain't never lost a game. I just ran out of time. That's that's me. Giannis, I'm telling you right now. I'm talking to you right the fuck now. You should be ashamed of yourself. You are so fucking overrated. I don't want to hear any more of these Giannis dick-sucking fucking bandwagon fans ever compare this fucking guy to KD, to LeBron, to Curry, to Harden. I don't want to go on Fox. I don't want to go on ESPN. I don't want to go on anybody's fucking platform and see them ever put Giannis in a fucking tier list with the same breath as a Harden, as a LeBron, as a Steph, a Durant, any of those fucking guys. 
I'm saying he cannot fuck with them. Not even close. He's not even better than Kawhi. He's not better than Luka. And I don't give a fuck about this playoff series. Fuck this playoff series. He wasn't better than them last year, two years ago, now, never. He's just like Ben Simmons. He does one to two things good, and everything else is trash. Over here, we call players out. This is the all the smoke. I'm calling you the fuck out, Giannis. Play better. Don't be going on fucking uh, your podcast, or not your podcast, your fucking uh, interview, talking about, oh, we got to make some adjustments. Fuck that. You're the defensive player of the year. Get your ass out there and go guard Durant. Because you want to know why? You can't guard that motherfucker because KD's the GOAT. KD's the best player in the game right now. I don't give a fuck if he played only 40, 50 games this season. I don't give a shit. KD right now is playing the best fucking basketball in the NBA and it ain't even fucking close. Kyrie's cooking his ass. Blake Griffin's dunking on his ass. Giannis ain't shit. He tucks it back when the moment matters most. That's why he got his ass blasted on by Miami in the bubble. That motherfucker want no smoke with real talent and real good players. Because you want to know why? Like Harden said, he ain't got no skill. He just sit there and Euro step. He just sit there and dunk. He don't know how to pass. He don't know how to dribble. He can't even knock down a fucking 15 jumper. Going two for 12 in the fucking free throw line. You're garbage, bro. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're supposed to be the best player. You're supposed to be the leader. You're getting paid max dollar. You're getting paid $200 million plus to go out there in that shitty ass Milwaukee fucking team and act like y'all sweet. You got your boy Middleton that you're picking in the all-star game over guys like Durant, Steph. Talking about, oh, we're going to make so much up. Fuck that. You are the adjustment, damn it. You're the defensive player of the year. Stop being a fucking pussy. Go guard him. Fuck that. If Katie's getting 40, if you're that guy, go get 50. If you're that guy, go get 60. If you're that guy, go lock his ass the fuck down. Because that's what Kawhi did to you in the playoffs two years ago, boy. He locked you the fuck down. He outplayed you. He outscored you. He clamped your ass down. Build a wall, fuck a wall, bust through that bitch. If you're that good, if you're that guy, you're getting paid max dollar. Not even max dollar. You're getting super max, bro. You're getting paid as much as Steph, as much as LeBron. You're getting paid as much as Harden. You're getting paid max dollar to go out in the second round conference finals every year. That ain't good enough over here. Over here, we res we expect greatness, boy, and you ain't great. You're good. You're not great. You're not great like Steph. You're not great like LeBron. You're not great like Durant or Harden. You're not great like them. You're n your game isn't revolutionary. And 20 years from now, no one's even going to remember you really besides being a tall guy that's lengthy that can dunk because you can't do nothing else. You can't make nice passes. You don't know how to be a floor general. You can't run an offense. Hell, you can't even make a jump shot. You know, there's always people like, oh, why do you compare players to other players? Here's why. Because this is exactly why. If Giannis was getting paid a basic superstar salary, let's say 150, I wouldn't be too upset. But when you're getting paid and you're on ESPN and the NBA is pushing you to be this guy, they're giving you back-to-back uh, MVPs, they're giving you MVPs over LeBron, they're giving you MVPs over Harden, they're giving you Defensive Player of the Year awards over Anthony Davis. Now, I'm not saying that Giannis doesn't deserve those awards. In my opinion, I wouldn't vote for him, but I understand in those seasons why he got them. I don't agree with their pick for him to get it, but I understand it. There's a difference of disagreeing and like just flat out not even admitting that the guy played good. I don't think he played better than Harden or LeBron those two years to win MVP over them. I don't. Because at the end of the day, I don't care. You cannot tell me that Giannis Antetokounmpo is a better basketball player than LeBron or Harden. And even in this series, he's not better than Kyrie. I don't care what anyone says. You guys are tripping if you think Giannis is a better basketball player than Kyrie. I don't care last year. I don't care this year. I don't care ever. I don't give a fuck. 
Kyrie is so nasty. He is probably the most underrated guard, and people just put him top five point guard, but they don't even like explain why. They just throw him in there. Kyrie is so revolutionary. And 20 years from now, people will remember Kyrie. His handles are disgusting. This guy can do everything on the court offensively. He can pull up for the J. He can hit a three ball. He can get an open shot. He can finish both hands. He can actually score. He has post game as a point guard. He can make the extra pass. He knows what it's like to be in big moments. He's clutch as fuck. This guy is legit. This guy is a basketball player. James Harden is a basketball player. No one gives a fuck about your Euro stats from half court traveling ass. I cannot fucking stand all these people that put Giannis on this pedestal. Everyone last year, oh, Giannis is the best player. Always better than LeBron. Always better than Durant. Always better than Curry. Always better than Harden. Always better than Anthony Davis. Always better than all these players. He ain't shit, bro. This guy is not that good. He's not that guy. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's not a good player. Giannis is a really, really good two. He cannot be a one. He cannot be a one. He has the athletic ability that damn near not many players have. And it is fun to see. But my point is, when the playoffs hit and they play defense and they have a whole series dedicated to playing defense against you. Now, I'm not putting the whole blame on Giannis. Because Chris Middleton, I also think he's a good basketball player. I like Chris Middleton. I like Middleton because he's quiet with his game. He has a nice all-around offensive game. The problem is, I think he's just too inconsistent to be a second option. He's a really good third option. And the problem is with Milwaukee, there's not a player on the Bucks that are, is equal or better than Giannis. Now, I can't, Gian, I agree. Giannis cannot control that his teammates do not make open looks. I understand that. But there has to be a point when you're a superstar, key word, if you're a superstar, not an all star. Even an all-star, though. But if you're a superstar, you have a huge responsibility to take the load and to take the team to the promised land. LeBron James, I'm not a LeBron guy, okay? I'm not a LeBron fan at all. You guys will learn this in the future of this podcast. I'm a LeBron hater, and I'm fucking proud to be one. But I'm not a LeBron hater just to hate on LeBron. I don't like certain things he does, but we'll get into that time later around in another episode or two. You will see when you keep listening that I don't fuck with Bron. I am proud to be a Bron hater, but at the same time, I at least respect his game. LeBron James can take a team to a playoffs or a finals with less talent. If you're a superstar, Curry can win you games if his teammates are sucking ass. You know, if there's been games this season, you know, Andrew Wiggins has eight fucking points, 10 points. No one really does anything, but then he'll go out there and drop 50 and they win. He can carry. Giannis cannot carry. And to be a superstar, I think you have to carry. Luka was carrying the Mavs the last couple games because his shooters were not making those shots. They stole game five. They stole those first two games. Even though... I mean, like, you look at Luka in Game 7. He had 40-plus points and, like, 15 assists. This guy couldn't do anything else. But it's like, when you're Giannis and you have 18 points, you're averaging 23 points in the postseason. That's not good enough. That's not superstar numbers. 23 points a game is, like, some shit like Tobias Harris gets on an average basis. If you look at Tobias's numbers, right now he's averaging a little bit under 21 points a game. So you're only averaging about two more points. You're averaging about two more rebounds than Tobias. So it's like, if that's your level of competition, Tobias Harris is your style of comp that you play like in the fucking postseason where it really matters. The regular season, nowadays in the NBA, guys don't really give a fuck about the regular season. Think about it. The the fucking Lakers were the seventh seed, and they were the favorite to beat the fucking Suns, even though the Suns were one game away from having the best record in the fucking league. So it doesn't matter all the time about regular season wins. I don't care about that. It matters when it matters most. The fourth quarters, the post games. 
This is when it matters. If you're Giannis, you're an MVP. Not even that. You're a back-to-back two-time MVP. There is no reason for you to get your ass kicked by 51 fucking points without Harden on the court. There's no reason. There's not one reason. And I said, I understand that she can't control if Middleton ain't making them open threes or Holiday shooting up fucking bricks and building a house. I understand, but at some point in time, you have to at least show that you're aggressive. Like, nah, you know what? Fuck that. I'm at least go out fucking balling and I'm going to try my hardest. This guy's giving up. He's shooting like shit. He's getting dunked on. He's getting crossed. He don't take responsibility for playing defense. How are you defensive player of the year and you're not manning up on KD? And I'm not saying the guard KD is easy because it's not. KD is by far a top five all-time score. All time. No question. He's the best scorer in the league right now. No question. Since Kobe Bryant has retired and Melo and them were getting older... Kevin Durant, since his OKC days, has been the best scorer in basketball, including Harden. Because KD, I feel, can do a little bit more than Harden offensively. But we'll get into that also. But my point is this. You're going up against the best scorer and the best player in the league. There is no reason for you to be an MVP, two-time MVP, and not respond. I'm not saying you have to go out here and drop 80 and like barely win. My point is, if they'll get embarrassed like this again in Milwaukee, dude, that just makes you look so bad. Next segment on the Ball Out Podcast, we're going to talk about quick, real quick, about the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. I have Phoenix winning this series. I picked Phoenix way before to come out the West. I had a Phoenix and the Nets, and everyone was clowning me. And to be honest, I think the Suns are coming out the West. I think they're going to beat the Nuggets in about – Five games. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Phoenix in five. I think they're gonna win both uh, in in Phoenix. I think they're gonna steal game four, and then they're gonna finish it game five. I think they're gonna finish in game five. <clears throat> um, Denver is doing a lot better than I thought they would without Jamal Murray. I had them losing to Portland in seven. Uh, I thought Portland was really gonna. Uh, you know, take that home, but you know, Dan can only do so much, bro. I mean, fifty-five and ten, going out here, getting the double overtime. CJ can't fucking stay in bounds. It, it's very aggravating for me because Lillard's one of my favorite players, probably besides Curry in the league right now, and <clears throat> it's very frustrating. But back to Phoenix, also one of my favorite players. This is why I'm ruined for Phoenix the whole series, or not even the whole year, is because of Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is by far top five all-time point guard. There's no question. Um, He's amazing. He's the greatest floor general since fucking probably Magic Johnson or like a Jason Kidd. This guy is legit. This is the best point guard in the league in terms of a point guard. Not in terms of a player. I'm saying a true point guard to run a whole offense. There is not one point guard I would pick in the NBA to run my offense over Chris Paul. Chris Paul is that guy. This guy is like stupid smart when it comes to running an offense. This guy can carry. This guy can get players better. He's making DeAndre Ayton have more confidence. You could just see it. He's telling them in the court. I don't know if you've seen it, but he was wired. He's like, I need you. He's like, we need you. He's giving him confidence. DeAndre Ayn is a great player. I think he's an all-star caliber center. I really do. This guy can really play. He's playing very consistent. That's another reason I think they're going to win. Because he's been consistently putting up about 20 points and about 10 rebounds every game in the playoffs. Including against AD and Jokic. It's not like he's not playing comp in these big man battles. He's actually holding his own against an Anthony Davis and a Jokic. Denver now. Now if you're a Denver fan, just hold on. I like Denver. I think Denver is one of the most slept-on teams in the league also when Jamal Murray is healthy. I think Jamal Murray being out, I had Denver coming out before really. I had it being Denver and Phoenix, and probably Phoenix would win. I did have Phoenix coming out, but I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if Jamal Murray was healthy right now if Denver came out. Denver is the next upcoming team, I think, in the West in terms of 
they're going to be the main guy. I like the Jazz. I like Donovan Mitchell. I just don't think they have enough in terms of a playoff series to beat a team like Phoenix or a healthy Nuggets team. I think the Clippers suck. I think they're the most overrated team, probably in the fucking league almost, because Paul George is a seller and Kawhi's sick, but they're just, they choke, bro. They should be called the Chokers instead of the Clippers, but back to Phoenix. Um, I just think they're going to win because Chris Paul is by far the best floor general on the court, including Jokic. He's not a better floor general than Chris Paul. Jokic is great. He deserves the MVP. By the way, I, I totally understand why he won it. He deserves it over Embiid and Steph. I think if Steph would have got the team to the playoffs, I think he should have won it. But in terms of Embiid and who was left, I, I, I totally agree. I think Jokic should have won it, and he did. And I'm, I'm happy for the guy because Jokic is a very slipped-on player even though the guy puts up great numbers. No one really talks about Jokic. No one's out here repping a Jokic jersey, bro. I don't know why, because the guy's got game. I think the main reason, though, that Denver's going to lose is because of D-Book. They don't have one guy on the court that can guard D-Book. Not one. D-Book, by far, is the best scorer on the court in this series. He's the best pure scorer. You know, I've seen this. Um, I watched these uh, guys. <clears throat> I'm not going to give out no names over here. But I watched somebody, and they said, like, um, Devin Booker is not a good three-point shooter. And I just think, like, you know, I'm so surprised how dumb people are when they talk about sports because it's like anyone with a brain would just not say that. I mean, what is he shooting from three? He's shooting 41% from three this playoffs run. He's shooting a little bit under – he's shooting about a little bit over five and a half three attempts. He's making about two and a half a game. So that tallies up right here to 41%. He's shooting 41% from three his first playoff series, including the game in Denver. And people are saying this guy struggles from the three-point line. Why do people talk about shit that they fucking don't know? D-Book is that guy. My buddy Xavion, you know, he got me more hip on D-Book. But my thing was always with D-Book, I feel like he just needed to learn how to win. I don't think D-Book can be the best player in terms of, like, uh, a leader right now not now he he probably will be once Chris Paul leaves in the year or two or whenever Chris Paul leaves Phoenix I think Chris Paul's leadership is getting bounded into D-Book for the future but in terms of right now D-Book being that second guy like being under Chris Paul's wing makes him so much better it gives him so much more confidence and I don't know if you guys are noticing, D-Book is starting to have games here and there where he's learning how to control the offense a little bit, and he's also learning how to give out the extra pass. Because before Chris Paul got there, he would just chuck up shots, chuck it up, chuck it up, chuck it up. Now he's kind of slowing it down. Like, he had eight assists last night. I mean, that's pretty good, if you ask me. There's games I watch where D-Book has <clears throat> a handful of... um assists there's been games this year where he's had double digits assists and I'm telling you I mean last year he averaged more assists yes but I'm I think he's just playing smarter in terms of like you know how to get teammates open how to just be better you know what I'm saying and I think that is another reason that I think they're going to be better than Denver because there's nobody on Denver that I feel can guard him and kind of match his scoring like Michael Porter Jr. is playing amazing can I just say that too Michael Porter Jr. is hooping for his what is the second playoff series yes no yeah second I'm sorry yeah second he's averaging in the postseason right now 18 points he's shooting 40 percent from three off seven attempts by the way seven attempts he's shooting 40 percent that's really good um he's averaging close to seven rebounds and a steal a game. I mean, that's really good for someone being how old is a kid? How old is he? I mean, I don't know why I'm calling him a kid. I'm younger than him, but he's 22 years old, and he's averaging 18 his second postseason and his first start. That's what's up. I like Michael Porter Jr. I think he was the steal of the draft that year. Um, I like this series a lot. I think 
I just think without Jamal, it's going to catch up to Jokic, uh, especially going six with Portland and the way that was going. Um, you know, I don't trust like Austin Rivers to have games like he did against Portland against Phoenix. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, I don't see Monty Morris dropping 28 like he did game six. Or what was that, game five? It was one of those two. I just think all around, they're they're like so balanced, Phoenix. Like, Phoenix is so balanced. They have two-way players in Mikel Bridges, which I think he's going to be one of the best two-way players in the future. This guy is so good on defense. This guy had two steals. He had a block last night, and he had 23 points. He could hit the three. He had four for threes last night. He was four for eight last night. That's really good. He made all his free throws. Mikael's like, to me, like a little <clears throat> less better version of like Jalen Brown, in my opinion. Like, like when Jalen Brown was first coming in the league, being more of a two-way guy. Like he would play good defense, hit the three, you know, create a shot here and there. This is Mikael Bridges' first playoff uh, performance or playoff run. No one on this team has any playoff experience, and they're really playing good. This team is so hungry, and it's so fun to watch. Like, DeAndre Ayn's playing great. I mean, he's playing great. Like, he's playing amazing in these playoffs. He's averaging 16 points, and he's averaging a little bit less than 11 rebounds and a little bit less than a block a game. Like, this guy's playing really well for his first run in the playoffs. And he's been his two series. He's so far he's played against Anthony Davis and Jokic, and then even Drummond. If you want to throw that in there, a really good rebounding defensive center, and he's holding its own. His first playoff bout. Give my man his roses. Give him his respect. <clears throat> Another reason I just think Jay Crowder, man, like people sleep on Jay Crowder. I know people like to clown him for some reason. You know, LeBron's over there talking about he stinks, he stinks. Well, you wasn't saying he stinks, boy, when he hit that corner three in game four, hit that dagger. You wasn't talking then. Jay Crowder is a good role player. This guy's really good. I don't know why Miami let him go because he's averaging 12 points right now as a starter. And, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but, I mean, he's averaging a steal a game, a block a game, uh, two assists, five rebounds. He's shooting 80, 85% from free throw. He's shooting a little low from three right now, 31% off eight attempts. <clears throat> but, I mean, he does all the little things. And when this guy gets hot, I mean, like, here's Phoenix had five guys in double digits. They have four dudes in their starting lineup have 20. You're not beating anybody. If they play like this, they'll can beat anybody, including Brooklyn. I don't think they would beat Brooklyn in a seven-game series, but I'm saying if they have a, you know, a hot streak where they have four starters put up 20 a game, yeah, they're going to beat anybody in the league. But I just mainly think between D-Book and Chris Paul and if DeAndre – you know, holding his own. I don't think that Denver's going to come out of this uh, with a dub. I I don't think it's enough. I don't think without Jamal they have enough. Quick thing, last thing we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Clippers and the uh, and the Jazz. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, me personally, I'm not the biggest Clipper guy. Uh, I like Kawhi. I don't like the Clippers, but I like Kawhi. Um, I like Kawhi ever since he was on San Antonio. I fuck with him when he was on Toronto. Uh, I think he should have stayed in Toronto. Uh, my buddy Jacob, shout out to Jacob if you're watching this. <clears throat> we both said that uh, he should have stayed in Toronto when we found out he went to um, L.A. Um, I know it looks good on paper when you first saw it. Oh, my God, Paul George and Kawhi, damn. But, like, I've never been a big PG guy. Even when he was, like, in uh, Indiana, I just never thought of PG as, like, this amazing player. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, PG has talent. I don't like when people clown him to the point where people act like he, like, sucks completely and he has, like, no talent. I just think PG comes up small when it matters the most. That's the thing. In the regular season, Paul George is a top 15 player in basketball. 
top 20, you know, top 15, top 20 player, no question. I don't think you can name 20 players better than Paul George. I don't even think you can probably name 15 players better than Paul George in the regular season. It's just for some reason in the playoffs, man, he's one of them players that come up short. He kind of reminds me in a way of like Steve Nash. A lot of people forget Steve Nash was not Steve Nash till, you know, late in his career. You know, it took him a long time to get comfortable and be like, you know, just fit in the system till he played with Mike D'Antoni. Like they had him and Dirk and it just didn't work because Steve Nash would always come up short in the playoff series that they would be playing in. Dirk would be going crazy and Steve Nash would just shit up the joint. And it's just like, I think PG is kind of going to be like that. And I think Paul George is going to, you're going to look one. But see, my thing is though, PG ain't getting any younger. This dude, what, isn't he 30, 31 years old? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, he's 31, and just the, my thing, like, he's averaging 23 points, he's only shooting 32% from three, I mean, he's averaging nine rebounds, which is cool, but it's like, we don't need you to rebound, bro, we need you to score. He's averaging a career high in assists in the playoffs, a career high in rebounds, Um, but I mean, it's just... His field goal percentage to me, 7 for 17 is not good enough. I mean, he's averaging 40 minutes, and he's getting 23 points off seven shots. I mean, his free throws, he's he's doing good from free throw, but it's like this is not good enough to be the second option with Kawhi because you're quote-unquote what people have been saying since you guys have been playing, the best wing duo in the league and best defensive duo in the league since Pippen and Jordan. That's what people have been saying. You go on these big, huge fucking places on ESPN and all that shit. They all been saying it. Oh, Kawhi and PG, they're the best. They're the best. They're the best. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I truly don't see it. And I don't. I don't, like the Rondo pickup was dumb. I thought that was stupid. Rondo's at the point in his career where I think he's officially washed. I think whatever left was in his washcloth was drained out in L.A. or the Lakers because he came up huge in the finals and a couple times in those playoff series, you know, for a second conference finals. But it's like I think whatever was left is gone. It's in his Lakers jersey because this guy – He's not existent. And you know what? I don't like how all of a sudden you're playing Luke Kennard. You've been a you should have been playing him. Luke Kennard is a good shooter. He's a good young player. And over here, <clears throat> I'm not even trying to represent Michigan right now as a Piston fan. I'm just saying. This the guy can play. The guy has he's proven before if you start him normal minutes, the guy can get you some numbers. I mean, it's only his fourth year in the league. I mean, this guy, look at his numbers. He went to he went to playing 20 minutes to 23 to 33 minutes. He went from playing to 33 minutes here in Detroit, averaging 15 points a game, a little bit of 15.8, so pretty much 16 points a game. He's only playing 20 minutes, 8 points a game. That's what he's playing, 20 minutes. That's unacceptable. You, I don't know if you people know, but his contract is not – cheap either I mean this guy's getting paid pretty well what is it a 60 yeah 64 million dollar contract for four years for Luke Kennard that's what the Pistons gave him and then they traded him so you're picking up that contract and it's like you're paying this guy 64 million dollars and you're not even playing him like what and it's not like he's not good I mean, he has moments where the kid can go out there and shoot the lights out. The guys have moments where he can get you four, five, six, seven threes. I mean, he did it in Detroit. I mean, he got hurt. He got a shoulder injury, but on a shooting arm. So it's not like, you know, I can understand why. Like, Boogie Cousins, like, I don't understand why you don't play him. Like, I don't like... I understand that Boogie is nowhere near, no, not even close of what he used to be. But there is no way DeMarcus Cousins is so bad that you're not playing him at all. Like, Or if you do play him, you play him four minutes. What's four minutes? How the fuck is anybody supposed to get hot in four minutes? Ty Lue? Come on, man. Don't disrespect him like that. That guy was a, uh, a multi-time all-star. Like, he was b- by far the best center in basketball until he tore his shit. 
which is so sad, man. Like, shout out to Cousins, bro. Like, it's so sad what happened to Demarcus Cousins because he was just about to get paid and, you know, he he got his shit snapped and that's just fucked up. He got injured and that's just fucked up. But, you know, but it's like again, like, Demarcus Cousins should be at least getting some minutes. There's no reason that he shouldn't be playing. And I know some they're like, oh well, we don't have a Baca. You haven't had a Baca all year. And I mean, Abaka still can play. I'm not going to say he's washed because he's not. The guy can still play. I'm just saying, I don't think Abaka can be your best big man on a championship winning team. I think he could be your second best big man. You know, like, you know, a guy like Andre Drummond was just sitting there. You know what I'm saying? And then the Lakers end up getting him. It's like, dude, if you're the Clippers, there's no reason you should not try to get him. You should, like, you could offer Cleveland a second round pick for him. The fuck you gonna do with a second round pick when you're top four in the West every year? You're not gonna play that guy. I mean, you look you, you got guys getting paid sixty-four million dollars you're not playing and Luke Kennard. And the thing with the Clippers is too, I just don't think their role players are consistent enough. Like, bro, Be- Beverly, I, I I feel so bad for this guy. This guy gets hurt every fucking year, and this guy just keeps getting more garbage and more garbage and more trash and more shit. This guy at least used to be a little pit bull that can go out there and play D. Like, he actually used to play defense. This guy used to play good defense. He used to be like a little Rodman or like a little, just a little fucking annoyance. You know, he would bother people. Go look at how good he played defense on KD that one game in the playoffs. Obviously, yes, the next game would drop 50, but it's fucking Durant. The fact that he even did it one game is impressive. He has moments back then where he showed he could play good defense. Now, after these injuries, now he's not even fast. He's slow. He can't shoot at all. He has no reason to be in the league. This dude is going to be out the league with his contracts up. They don't want him. They don't need him. Reggie Jackson's a better fit there. And I think Reggie should just be your starting point guard or at least be your backup two guard or point guard because Reggie can still ball. He's proven in these playoffs that this, he has a lot of, you know, a lot of ball left. You know, people used to, they were writing him off after Detroit, but people have to realize he was coming off a lot of injuries, you know, coming off a lot of injuries. So players like that, I understand. But... <clears throat> You know, it's not like they don't have help. Marcus Morris is a great role player. This guy is a stud. This guy can ball. This guy just tied uh, Steph Curry's record for all-time threes hit in a game seven with seven threes. This guy hit seven threes. I mean, this he's had big games. He had those three threes that were huge in game five in, in Dallas. Like, he comes up big. Uh, Terrence Mann's been playing a lot better. Uh, Nicholas Batum, I'm not the biggest Batum guy, uh, especially at first when I seen that they picked him up and they were starting him. I'm like, I, I, I don't know why, but I mean, he does make the the good basketball play, so I understand why he's out there. I just don't think it's enough. Um, Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi's very consistent. I mean, he's had maybe what what one to two bad games these playoffs so far. But then, I mean, he's also had like four, five, six really good ones. So, I mean, <clears throat> Kawhi's really been playing well. Um, I think, I don't know, I think the Clippers are done. I, I think Utah has this. Uh, Utah, uh, I am a believer they did overachieve in a way. I don't think they're the best team in the league record-wise. I just don't. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell, I love Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's sick. This, this guy's disgusting people need to stop sleeping on Mitchell this is what I'm saying since he's been in the league he should have won rookie of the year I don't care what anyone says he is already a top five player in his position unlike Ben Simmons and unlike a lot of players that have been coming out this guy's the real deal I'm saying right now besides James Harden he's the best two guard in basketball Yes, he's better than Bradley Beal and he's better than Zach Levine. Yes, he's a better basketball player than them already. Yes, he's better than D-Book too. And I love D-Book. But here's the difference between Donovan Mitchell and Tatum and all these players. I think the best young talent right now in order, if you had to go in order, it's Luka 1, then it's Mitchell, and then it's Tatum, and then probably D-Book, and then maybe a Zion or Trey Young or something like that. But it's like, 
it's Luka and Mitchell and Tatum. Those are your three guys because they have proven already they could be your youngest player and lead you to at least the playoffs. D-Book is not leading anyone to the playoffs. Trey Young can. I don't think Trey Young right now is all around better than those three. He might be better than D-Book. Might be. I don't know. Trey Young is really slept on. Uh, Zion hasn't proven enough yet. But, I mean, he's a fucking freak. And he's already proven that he can get you 28 points, 30 points on a fucking easy day. Uh, and he's still really young. And Brandon Ingram's up there, too. Brandon Ingram's a hooper, bro. But Donovan Mitchell is the real deal. This guy is legit. This guy is going to be a legend in the sport. Knock on wood, he don't get hurt and have a short career. This guy, if he gets lucky and has a long career, this guy might end up going down as one of the best jazz players. And if he wins them a championship, which I do, listen, hear me out. The West is up for grabs. I just think Phoenix all around is the best team in the West. Would I be surprised if the Jazz came out and went to the finals? No, not at all. I think the Jazz are the second best team left in the playoffs. I think they're better than the Clippers. I think the Jazz are going to... I think... I think they got this. I think the Jazz got it. Recording this right now, it's they're up 1-0. But um, even before that, I, 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 I was sitting down... My buddy Jacob, I did take the Clippers, you know, because after they had that huge win against Dallas, I'm like, nah, man, Clippers got this. But now that I'm sitting down and thinking about it, uh, I think he's right because he called it. He called he called it out first, and then I I was like, nah, man. But then like a little bit a day or two before uh, game one, I sat down. I was just thinking. I'm like, you know what? They have get this. They have four guys that average 17 plus points a game. On Utah. Talk about all around. That's insane. They have like seven players that average double digits. That's a deep fucking team. That's deep as fuck. And they have six man of the year. And they have the other runner up for six man, Joe Ingles. I mean, they have a good basketball team. I just, the way I look at it is in. But see, I don't know. Now I keep even thinking about it now. The Jazz are legit. I have them beating the Clippers. I have them beating the Clippers. I think they'll beat them in six. <clears throat> I don't think they'll smoke them. I seen Shannon Sharp call out uh, in five. Uh, I mean, if if Clippers play the way they played last night, they'll fucking get swept. But I mean, the Jazz. I mean, dude, Donovan Mitchell, and they don't even have Mike. Con- oh, that's another player. I forgot about Mike Conley. They don't have Mike Conley right now, and they're st- and they still whoop that ass on them, bro. Donovan Mitchell is sick. He outscored PG and Kawhi by himself. And I get it. Luka's been doing that too. Like I said, Luka's the best young talent in the league. And then, in my opinion, it's Donovan Mitchell. Yes, I think Donovan Mitchell is a better basketball player right now than Jason Tatum. Yes. Because Tatum would not have the Jazz the first seed. I don't care what anyone says. Anyone. I don't care. And I'm telling you, if you put Donovan Mitchell on the Celtics... They're not seventh. They're at least they're they're better than the Hawks or not the Hawks. They're better than New York. They have a better record than Miami. I I no. They probably even have a better record than the Hawks. Donovan Mitchell is legit. This guy now I think Tatum could be better than Mitchell in the future, but I'm saying right now, right the fuck now. I'm building my team around Mitchell over Tatum. And it's a it's a it's a flip a coin with Luca. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, Luca's sick. Luke Luca's fucking amazing. But Donovan Mitchell, this guy is the real fucking deal. This guy can do everything and he's getting better every year. When he first came in the league, he couldn't shoot the three that great. But that's normal. Now he's like a good three-point. He's not great, but he's good. He's really he's better than average. He's a good three-point shooter. Like he can hit four, five, six a game. Like he has games where you look and you're like, damn, he had five threes. I mean, what did he have last night? Let's we'll look at his stats right now. 
Let's see his stats from the game one when he had 45. Let's see what he shot. Let's see his stats right now. Because I, I looked at him, but I didn't remember real quick. So let me check t- from yesterday. This man had 45. He shot, si- yeah, see, he had six for 15 from three. He shot 40% from three off 15 attempts. That's insane. I mean, this this guy is a bucket, dude. And he shot 53%. He shot 16 for 30. That's good. I mean, this guy is legit, man. This dude is not to be fucked with. Like, this dude can hoop, man. This guy is sick. He's the, I mean, besides Kawhi, he's the best player in the series by far. He's better than Paul George. Yes, he's better than Paul George. Even in the regular season, he's better than Paul George. PG ain't getting this team to the first seed. You're fucking crazy. Donovan Mitchell is the second best shooting guard in the league behind James Harden. That's it. That's it. I don't want to hear it. Donovan Mitchell's legit. And the Jazz are legit. They are legit. I'm not saying they're not good. I just think they little I think they overachieved a little bit getting the first seed. I do. I had them going to the playoffs this year. I had them like, you know, where the fucking like Clippers are, like five four, you know, somewhere around there. <clears throat> but being first spot, but you know what? I'm not even mad though because they're like they're proving their greatness. They're proving their worth. They're proving that yeah, we are the best team in the league. We are gonna run through everybody. You know, when Donovan Mitchell didn't play game one, I'm like they're gonna lose then in five. Memphis is gonna lose in five. You know, you know John Moran. Hey, John Moran, that's not play. John Moran's fucking sick. He proved his worth too. 47 a playoff game, your first series. Hey, bro, hats off to you. You fucking did your thing. You hooped, bro. You could you could build a team around Ja. Don't worry. Listen, over here too, side note, just a quick side note. Over here at Ball Out, we talk about all players. This is not mainstream. We don't talk about just LeBron. We don't talk about just Durant. Look at look at all the t- I just talked about every player in this fucking series. I just talked about Donovan Mitchell. I talked about fucking Marcus Morris. I talked about everybody. I just named like shitty fucking players on the bench on the Clippers. That no one plays. Hell, I just talked about DeMarcus Cousins, bro. We talk about everything over here. Don't worry. If your favorite player has a good night, I probably will talk about it. Do not worry. Over here at Ball Out, we give everybody props when they get props. I know I went crazy on Giannis, but listen, if Giannis has a good game and shuts my mouth and proves me wrong, like if he comes out game three and outscores KD and gets him a win and he fucks him up, hey, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to talk my shit and I'm going to be like, yeah. This is what I wanted. This is what I wanted you to do the whole time. I will give my... Pro- I'll admit when I'm wrong. The only problem is I'm normally not wrong because I'm fucking sick. But I'm telling you, the Jazz are going to beat the Clips. So, my main reason why I think they're just an all-around better team, I trust I trust the role players on Utah more than the Clippers role players. I do. I tr- like I trust Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, Derek Favors, uh, Royce O'Neal, uh, Bogdanovich. Um, you know I trust Mike Conley. Like I trust <clears throat> the the ex- the other guys more than the Clippers other guys. Like I trust them way more than I would trust Batum, uh, you know Rondo, Zubac, Beverly, Cousins. I. I just trust them more. I'm not saying the Clippers extras are bad. Like I said, I do like, look, Cousins only played four minutes. He had six points, three rebounds and a block and he hit a three. I mean, what else, what else does he have to prove in four minutes to keep playing? I mean, what the hell? I mean, you play Beverly six minutes. He went over three and he had a block and assist and a rebound. I mean, you can't play players six minutes. Like, Terrence Mann, he played only eight minutes. Why? Like, why are you playing Zubox 20 minutes? Why are you playing Rondo 20 minutes? You're playing Luke Kennard 30 minutes. You play Reggie Jackson 18 minutes. Play Batum 20 minutes. Why is Terrence Mann not playing? He just came off playing a good – like, this is what I'm saying. Utah, they play all their players pretty damn equally. And they all have trust in them. Like, you could, like I've never seen a team with ball movement like this since, like, the Spurs – in like 2014, like their last like go around for championship. 
like this Utah team shares the ball. That's another thing about Phoenix too. I love they share the ball. Like the Jazz and Phoenix share the ball, and so the Nuggets. Like like LeBron. Oh, we don't talk about Utah. Why? Utah's a good team. They're legit. This team's a good team. They're better than the Clippers. They're better than the Clippers. I don't care what no one says. They're better than the Clippers. So, quick recap before we get out of here. I have Atlanta in six. I have the Jazz in six. I have Brooklyn in five and the Suns in five. Those are my predictions for the second round. And right now, I feel very confident all of them. All of them. So, yeah. All right, y'all. That's going to be it for today's very first episode of the Ball Out Podcast. Over here at the Ball Out Podcast, we're all about the family over here. Y'all are all my hoopers. Y'all are all my bucket getters. Over here at Ball Out, we are our family. If y'all ever want to DM me a question and answer, I will answer your question. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, follow me at ballout.podcast. Follow my YouTube at Ball Out Podcast and follow my TikTok at Ball Out Podcast 3. If you're on Spotify or Apple, please subscribe to the channel and also download and share it with all your friends. And I will see y'all when I see y'all. Y'all have a good day and I'll be back very soon.